What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So another week is in the books. We'll start a fresh one. We'll jump right into the action. So what's been going on around the league as we near the end of the season? Well, the Atlanta Braves have secured a postseason berth. They've clinched a playoff spot. And Ronald Acuna Jr., he walked off the field on Sunday. Well, not only walking off the field, but he was basically, when he was on the field, he was serenaded with MVP chance. And he got this when he, you know, prepared to deliver the hit, which made the Braves the first team to secure a spot in the playoffs this year. So walking up to the play, you know, when he's on the field, they're going to MVP chance down in Atlanta. And Acuna fueled a four-run seventh inning with a two-out, two-run single, which propelled Atlanta to a 5-2 win over the Pirates on Sunday afternoon. And they had a nice champagne toast in the clubhouse because it's well-deserved. Long season, you should celebrate successes like this, even though it's not the division or anything, but still, long season. I mean, they've been going at it for five and a half months. So the Braves lead the Phillies by 15 games at NL East. And yeah, I mean, their magic number for clinching the division is six. So if they win at least three of the four games against the Phillies, they're going to clinch the division crown before heading to Miami for a three-game set next weekend. So, you know, got the series against Philadelphia head-to-head this week, and that that's an opportunity for them. But uh, the Braves have honestly had a double-digit division lead during most of the second half. I mean, Acuna is a favorite for NL MVP. Matt Olson. Has, has had a phenomenal season. He's not in the conversation. I mean, maybe most other seasons he would be. If you look at his numbers, just kind of mind-boggling how he's not in that conversation because he's hitting 277 with 48 home runs, 121 RBIs, and a 987 OPS. Just phenomenal numbers, especially on the power side. Just all, all across the board for Matt Olson. But uh, the competition is, the field is tough, is, is tough this year. And then the Braves also have benefited from some unexpected contributors. Like, for example, Alan Winnens. He pitched yesterday. He limited the Padres to two runs over six and a third innings on Sunday. He was acquired after the Mets chose not to protect him in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft in 2021. I mean, he's a former high school substitute teacher. And now he's, he's allowed two runs or less in three of the four starts made for Atlanta this year. So... I mean, yeah, it's it's young guys, it's old guys. I mean, Charlie Morton, he's proven age is just a number. He's had steady contributions to the rotation, of course. Other young guys, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elders, these guys, these guys earned All Star selections this year. So, and then of course the home run. It's no secret that the Braves are one of the best power hitting teams baseball has ever seen. Their 273 homers is 51 more than any other team this year. They're on pace to hit 311, which is four more than the MLB record set by the Twins in 2019. So we'll see if they get there. But, yeah, things are looking good in Atlanta. They're poised for another deep playoff run. We'll see if they do it. So, some rough news, some shocking news out of New York. Jason Dominguez, the electrifying rookie outfielder for the Yankees, he's out for the season with a torn UCL, and he appears likely to miss the first half of 2024. I mean, he provided a great first impression after being promoted to the big leagues on September 1st. And um, 
I mean, he became the youngest Yankees player since Mickey Mantle to homer and steal a base in the same game. The youngest to do so. Uh, but now it's interrupted by this injury. You know, and, and he's he's been playing well, but a torn UCL, something even position players succumb to. We saw this happen to Bryce Harper last year. So he's going to have surgery, which will end his season and likely cause him the first half of 2024. Definitely shocking news. But um, he's young, where it's not really going to matter. Honestly. Uh, if he misses, you know, some games right now, he's he's 20 years old, so he could he he could as well. Let's say the Yankees were in contention this year, we would not even be seeing Jason Dominguez at the big league level. He would be slated to make his debut next year. He would still be in the minor league, so all of this is fine and it's completely fine. He's eight for 31 in his small taste of the big leagues with a 9.79 OPS, and it, it was a good experience. He got a cup of coffee in the majors in September. He's going to get his. UCL fixed and repaired, and he's going to hit the ground running halfway through next season, and he's going to be 21 years old, just the same time he probably would have made his debut had the Yankees contended this year. So it's really not a big deal, quite frankly. Um, yeah, so Yankees manager Aaron Boone saying it might take 9 to 10 months. Okay, well, that suggests 2024 All-Star break is the best-case scenario for his return. This, this is just a blip on the radar. Everyone's going to forget about it very soon. When you're that young, it's 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 a it's a non-issue. So shout out to Jason Dominguez for making the most in his small stint with the big league club. But um, get well soon. Speaking of the Yankees, let's talk about this game. They were playing the Brewers on Sunday. It was it was crazy. So Sal Frelick made an unreal wall catch crashing catch. To keep the no-hitter alive in extra innings. And this is in the 10th. So the Brewers had a combined no-hitter going. With runners on first and second. I mean, Anthony Volpe hits a ball towards the right field wall. Frelick sprints to his right. Made an unreal leaping catch while colliding with center fielder Joey Weimer. But he came up with the ball after both those guys collided when they crashed into the wall. And then after the Brewers took the lead in the 11th. Oswaldo Cabrera connected on an RBI double, which ended Milwaukee's bid for the first 11-inning no-hitter in MLB history. So they had the no-hitter through nine, but because this game went into extras, you know, it, it, it didn't really count. It doesn't count until the game is complete. The Yankees would go on to win this game 4-3 to three in the 13th. Pretty remarkable, honestly. I mean, to start that way and then and to finish that way, that's, that's, that's a... Unique kind of game. The Yankees get that win 4-3. But shout out to Sal Frelick and the Brewers. The Brewers pitching staff for throwing up zeros and keeping runs off the board. And then Sal Frelick making that an outstanding grab. So, yeah. We'll head to Boston now where there's been a change in tune around this team. So, the focus has shifted around the Red Sox. I mean, Alex Cora, their manager, conceded for the first time before Sunday's win that the chances of making the postseason have essentially slipped away. So that means Cora's going to give young players more opportunities when he can. Sedan Rafaela, Willie Abreu, Emmanuel Valdez. And he's going to focus on the long-term health of a player like James Paxson, for example, who's been ruled out for the rest of the season with right knee inflammation. But um, this was a, a good showdown of Boston's young core on Sunday against the Orioles, against a powerful Orioles team. Brian Bayo was on the mound. And... Brian Bayo has emerged as Boston's ace this season. That's been one of the top stories this year. He's a homegrown pitcher. They haven't had a homegrown pitcher 
was this exciting. It's been a few years. It's been a few years since since uh, someone came up the ranks, right? And Brian Bale looked great against the Orioles, a, a very strong Orioles team. Remember, this This is a you know, team that's headed for the playoffs and top of the AL East. But Brian Bale wasn't phased. At the end of the day, he ends up carving him up, ends up carving him up, stood to the challenge, and finishes with five innings, four strikeouts, three runs. Not, I wouldn't say carve him up, but hey. He's got a 3.68 ERA on the year. I'll give him, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt when he has, gives us three earnings in five runs. But, um, in five innings. But, uh, offensively, you know, Justin Turner stayed hot, keeping up his strong season. Tristan Cassis hit his 24th bomb of the year. He stayed hot. And, uh, Red Sox got a 7-3 victory over the Orioles. And moving to St. Petersburg, staying in the AL East, just making the rounds. The Rays took the series against the Mariners. They got a 6-3 victory against Seattle on Sunday afternoon, which allowed them to take the final three contests of the four-game series. And that sets up a crucial road swing against the division-leading Twins and Orioles this week. So three at Minnesota, three at Baltimore. Sorry, three at Minnesota, four at Baltimore this week. So it's going to be big because Tampa Bay remains the top AL wildcard team, but obviously... Everyone wants to win a division. They can, but, uh, you know, that head-to-head matchup against, I mean, four games against Baltimore, that, that's going to be huge. That's going to be absolutely huge because that's where it's going to come down to, I think. So they're three games behind the O's, but they got a nice little win streak here and you could turn turn the tide. You could change your fortune, but we'll see. We'll see if they do. And jumping out to the AL West, the Astros have created some breathing room for themselves in the stands. I said this a couple weeks ago, the AL West runs through Houston. All season long, it had been the Rangers in first place, but not anymore. Astros have opened up a season-high two-and-a-half game lead on top of the division. They bashed the Padres 12-2 on Sunday afternoon. They improved to a season-high 20 games over 500. They won 10 of their last 14. And division contenders Texas, they're... 6-16 six and 16 in the last 22 games. And then Seattle's 2-6 and six in the last 8 games. These other teams have faltered while Houston has risen to the occasion. So now Houston's chances of winning the AL West are 82.6% according to Fangraphs. And they have a pretty easy schedule remaining. They have 3 at Oakland, 3 at Kansas City. Then they have 3 tough games in Baltimore, but then 3 at Kansas, three versus Kansas City again. Then they have 3 tough games in Seattle, and then you know 3 tough games at Arizona. You know, tough is subjective for those Seattle and Arizona games, but they have six games coming up. This week is easy for them. They have Oakland and Kansas, and, and Kansas City. So that's going to be a chance for them to to really, really, uh, I guess, uh, deliver the dagger, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, that's that's where we stand with things. That is a nice little roundup of Major League Baseball as we start a new week. But some key series, I mean, I, I think uh, – for sure, that Rays, the, the week that the Rays have ahead of them, that's going to be something I'm going to be watching for. Of course, you have some MVP chases, uh, but and 40-40 watch. We talked about Cunha doing 40-40 potentially. We'll see if he can, but that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.